What's going on, Lifesavers? Welcome back, or welcome to the Lifesaver podcast. I am your host, Exploring with Micah, or Micah Jones, whatever you know me by. And this podcast is all about the self-growth journey. And in today's topic, we're going to be talking about cutting off toxic family. This is a big one, especially as soon for anyone here who is over 18. You've likely got kicked out of the house already, or you feel trapped in your house possibly, or maybe you actually cut off your family and you're going through the process of trying to let go of all of that trauma, let go of all that pain that they've brought you. I decided to call today's topic cutting off toxic family because although you may have extricated yourself as in you have physically left the house this is about letting go of the emotional control that they have over you very recently i posted a tiktok talking about how blood is thicker than water is bullshit and a lot of you guys resonated with that and i felt that it was right for me to make a podcast to really break down these ideas more because there's only so much you can do in a 60 second TikTok. So I decided to make these podcasts to break down my ideas and my learning so far along this journey of healing my traumas and cutting off my father. Who knows? I may tell you just a little bit about it today. We'll find out. Today's topics we're going to be covering is understanding that most families are toxic and also when they play victim or make you the bad guy the first steps i took in healing and affirmations for trauma that is what we will be covering today don't worry these podcasts won't be super long i know we got busy lives all of us we got work we got our responsibilities so usually these cap out about 30 maybe 45 minutes but I hate talking for 45 minutes, so it's most likely gonna be 30. Without further ado, I'm not gonna waste any more time. Let's unpack the first subject of today. We gotta understand, and I got a very good understanding of this, most families are toxic. <laughs> like, there, how many people do you know in your life don't have some form of like trauma, right? Like something about themselves that's just off. Like, I've only met two people in my life who I've actually seen, like, their families are very healthy. Their, their children, therefore, grew up in a very healthy environment, so trauma wasn't existent for them. Good for you. We're not jealous. I'm not saying that out of jealousy or anything. I'm simply just stating that because I think it's such a rare thing. And at this current moment, trauma and mental health are starting to become something very real. They're starting to arise a lot more. They're starting to become something that we all see. It's being recognized. And I think that's where we're realizing how toxic our families are and all these things. But let's let's break that down. Since this is the first time in many generations that we've actually started to address the unprocessed trauma the, the toxic behaviors of our families, it means that all the generations before had no information to heal themselves. They had no information to even know that certain things that they do and say, or maybe how they were treated, isn't right. 
They just assume that's what it is. Just like how we did when we were kids. When we were going through these toxic environments, we accepted a lot of things that really aren't healthy for us. Like learning to set aside our emotions all the time, being a people pleaser, learning that who we are as a person doesn't actually matter. Learning that we're always the bad guy, right? Or that our, our opinion in our lives aren't, aren't existing either. Or whatever it is, fill in the blank for yourself. I can only speak from my experiences, sadly. So I won't be able to cover everyone's traumas. But I just want you to know that I see you, I hear you, and I hold space for you. And something that we all need to start to realize is that we cannot make other people see what they did to us. If we're going off of how everyone in other generations grew up not understanding mental health and trauma, then they already have a blocked wall to this information. It's our job to do the work for ourselves, not so our parents can accept us, not so that we can have a loving relationship with them. That will come with time or it won't. I have a boundary that I set with myself when I gave my father my new number. I haven't talked to him in a long time. I said, he will be monitored and held at a distance until he has done the work to recognize what he's done. Because at this moment, I'm not gonna allow someone who still believes in their illusion to be a part of my life and have control over my emotional state. No one should have control over my emotional state. In fact, I'm, I'm someone who kind of just flows into the next topic. I'm talking about when they play victim or make you the bad guy. We're slowly but surely moving into that topic. But when I was, when I gave my father my new number, there was a part of me that irked at it, right? The, the part of myself that deeply burns with rage at him for the things that he's done. And, you know, I, I just I just want you to say that when I say that part of me and that part of you and whatever you feel towards your parents, you got to remember, we are adults. We are grown adults. There's no way that us at 40 and 50 hold that pain. It's the inner child of us, right? If we're going to use that label, it's the inner child that version of us that was hurt and not seen that has that rage that's why i say that part of me it's not me it's not micah and it's not you it's simply the child version of you that was hurt now when you are extricating or managing a relationship with toxic family members by wishing they see your point of view, all of that is a trauma response. That's you wanting them to see you. That's you, at that younger part of you, wanting to be heard, wanting to be supported. And other people for myself, I actually reversed it. I took all of those feelings and I repressed them for a very long time. And that actually led me to being diagnosed with depression for 11 years. That's a majority of my life. Like, I, I, I know I'm a lot younger than you guys and age is just a number, but I have spent 
more years of my life depressed than I have happy and in flow with life. And what I started to realize is that I made a video about this, but not everyone saw it, right? Not all 800,000 people who saw that TikTok. So I'm going to break it down again. I remember before I cut off my father, we were having lots of arguments and one of them, we were in the car and we were just having, you know, a silly ego battle, right? He, he always does this thing where he asked me this stupid question that fits his illusion. That's about, am I a good dad? And the thing, the tricky thing about questions like this, especially if they're narcissist, is that they're not asking for your answer. In fact, what they're gonna do is that whatever you reply with, they're just gonna destroy and mold into whatever makes them feel good about themselves to prove their point that they are a good dad. I'd never say yes to that question, never. But he, of course, my opinion was never valid in the first place. He was simply asking a question that didn't require a response. Or more like if the response didn't fit his illusion, then he can't hear it. And sadly, that's a majority of our families. That's a majority of our grandparents, our, our, our parents, our sisters, whoever, our cousins, is everyone has this illusion of who they are in the roles that we play in their lives. Right? Everyone, like, th that's why relationships work or don't, right? Friendships and relationships, when you're getting into them, you're essentially shaking hands with that person saying, you're going to help me stay who I am and you're going to help me be who I am. You're, you're going to help me convince myself that I think I know who I am and I'm going to do the same for you, basically. And when my dad asked me a question like that, that's exactly what he was getting at. He asked those questions so that he can help re repeat to himself who he thinks he is. And in the younger part of myself, to describe it good or bad, I don't believe in those labels, but work with me here. I absolutely don't agree him being a good father, not at all. Because now I have to spend the rest of my life getting over his shit, right? Getting over the shit that hurt the younger version of me. So I don't pass that down to my children and I don't teach them those same things and then have to go back and rebuild those relationships relationships with them. I'd rather do the work now as a young adult so that I can have that beautiful relationship and actually try my best to give my future kids, if I have any, the, the healthy life that a lot of us really deserve, that all of us deserve. And... When someone is making you the bad guy, when someone is playing the victim, let them. This is not about you trying to convince them of something they don't believe about themselves. You'd be wasting your fucking time. This is about understanding that. And no, more so, here, I'm gonna say it this way. My mentor, he had a conversation with me about this and it was one of the most impactful conversations I've ever had about the trauma with my dad. My dad's not my mentor, but my mentor and I, we have a deep relationship in this because he's working through them just like me. And he was telling me something that was basically like, 
You may be physically away from him, but if you still hold that burning rage inside towards them, then he still has emotional control over you. If I am around my father, if you are around your family, that toxic family, and you feel that inner deep rooted feeling that you suppressed for so long, that's how you know they still have emotional control over you. You haven't fully healed. Now healing is a always, it's a never linear journey, right? We know this. Healing is always gonna be happening. There's always something you can be healing and letting go. But what I'm getting at is the true way that I've started to move back from trying to convince my father to see my point, trying to hold all of this anger towards my family is instead realize and accept their illusion just like they accept it. Because acceptance removes any reason to be mad. When you are accepting of somebody else truly, that means that's like love, that's real love in my opinion. You know, when you love somebody, we overlook a lot of things about them that are flaws that maybe other people see. But when we accept them for who they are, then we no longer are seeking to change who they are. I learned something about love that I think correlates to this. My mentor told me, he says, the stronger you hate him, the more you love him. The deeper the cut, the stronger the healing that's required. The reason that I have such deep-rooted hatred from that younger child towards my father is because I have such deep love for that man. And I wish nothing bad to happen to him. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put this in a situation. What if today, you found out that your mother or whoever fill in the blank of that toxic family member dropped dead or was murdered. How would you feel and set your ego to the side? How would you feel? I started crying when he said that to me because I realized that all that hatred under there is just deep love. And people can only hurt you to the level that you love them. That's why it hurts so much when our family members treat us bad and throw their unprocessed trauma onto us. That's why it hurts so much. Now I know some of you guys may be crying or choking up right now. So let's take a let's take a breath before we continue and we get into this last section about the first steps to healing all of this. I talked about the first one, but I'll go more into depth. Let's take three deep breaths. Breathe in with me. Breathe out. Breathe in with me. Breathe out. Breathe in. Let it go. 
One of the first steps I had in my healing journey was this conversation with my mentor. He always told me that acceptance will set you free. Because when you no longer are seeking to look at a person in such a negative view of all the things that are wrong with them, but instead of, of acceptance, you now no longer hold so tightly the mental construct and emotional damage that they have brought towards you. It allows for when it does come up, you simply remind yourself that you are accepting of who they are and what they have done. And that you holding all of this emotional damage is on you and it has nothing to do with them anymore. You see, we like to place blame on our families for what they've done to us. And rightfully so, right? They've brought upon a lot of pain towards us. They have. But it's our job to heal and not try and turn that pain into hatred or blame. Because it's real easy to blame your family for the way that you are. Because if you're in a state of blame, you are in a scoped view of the world and you're no longer capable of healing and accepting because all of your energy is going towards hating them. And that's wasted fucking energy. Don't spend your whole life hating them. Spend your life accepting them. And that will set you free. Now, I'm not saying I accept them and everything goes away. I'm not saying that at all. But I'm saying taking the perspective and mindset shift towards acceptance allowed for me to still be around my siblings that are still with my father without him having such an emotional presence over me. Acceptance allows for me to see him for his karmic cycles and accept them because accepting them means that they no longer have control over me. Acceptance allows for awareness to be built, awareness to be seen. And when you're on the spiritual journey and you're healing your traumas, you're doing that shadow work, you're re re releasing. It's important in the healing journey. It's not about it's, it's not about just showing peace and love towards them because most of, the, most of us aren't ready for that. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not ready to fully forgive that motherfucker for what he's done. I'm going to be honest. You can tell based on the tone of voice that I just said that in. But uh, right now I'm at the stage where I am allowing myself to be in his presence and allow for those emotional feelings to come up, to see them to give them the support and, and, and heard, uh, sorry, in love that they need. And then you just let it go. You no longer give so much energy to things because if we feed that pain, it only just creates the cycle and makes it stronger, right? It's like, instead of tying your shoes once, right? Like here to give to, let's tie that example into this. Ha, huh, that's a pun. <laughs> Let's tie that example into this. If we choose to go around our families again, right? Maybe there's a wedding or a reunion or to go see other family members and your parents, cousins, sisters, grandparents, whoever is there. And you notice that feeling rising up within yourself. 
if you choose to fuel that flame, if you choose to tie that shoe again, double knot the motherfucker, now it's stronger and now it's cycling in your head and now you have all these narratives of your past and all of these angered emotions, now they have a narrative driving them, right? It's, that's why we like good stories, right? It's the narrative that drives the emotions. And that's what we do. When we feel our emotions, now narratives become stronger. And now we lost control. We lost the opportunity to let it go. And, you know, I'm not honesty with you. I really like, uh, like, I've been speaking to a lot of people and the number one thing they tell me to do is let it go. But that is like easily one of the most existential concepts. Like there's no like formulaic approach to letting go of something. You have to learn it as you go. Like something for me, I take really, really deep breaths and I hold my chest and I ease out with a deep, with a, with a slow, deep breath all the way down from my head, my heart, to my stomach. That for me has helped. Another thing that I'm going to introduce to you guys and make probably after the Healing Trauma podcast is my own version, the one that I use personally of my own, of the breath of fire. It's known for releasing toxic emotions within yourself. So that's something that I'm going to make for you guys because it's been a real game changer for me. In fact, I do that before I do any yoga or anything so I can extricate myself from whatever emotions are arising up and I can be present with myself. Letting go of that emotional attachment when it rises is what makes acceptance easier every single time. Building awareness is what's necessary, right? You can't accept something you're not aware of, right? It's like trying to accept a theory that you don't know, right? Like you can't be accepting of God, right? If we're gonna use God, right? This is a good example. You can't be accepting of God if you don't know of the motherfucker, right? You can only be accepting of things that you know. So you have to realize that when that emotional attachment that you have towards trying to get them to recognize you or to still give you that support in a way, you gotta recognize that is something way deeper. I've noticed this and I'm gonna break this down for you. If you notice yourself holding on to, you know, these deep rooted feelings towards your parents or whoever, fill in the blank for the family member for yourself. All of that is a trauma response because you're holding on to an idea of this person and that's where the rooted anger is because they're not living up to the expectation that you want them to, or that you need them to. I had, acceptance is what allows for that ideal system to fucking disappear, right? You know, like when you ever dated that first toxic boyfriend or girlfriend or or whoever, and you realize that you were never actually in love with that motherfucker. You realize you were in love with, with the idea of fixing them, or you were in love with the idea of who you thought they could become. So you stuck around in hopes that one day you could make them change or make them see the amazingness in themselves. But you realize you couldn't do that and you realize that's not your fucking job and that you'll lose your mind doing that. The same thing applies to your family. In fact, it matters more with them because you have blood with them. 
You have traumas. You you spent the, you spent your childhood with them. That means everything. Recognize that pain. Recognize that fantasy system that you've created. And I'm gonna break that down more in a healing trauma one because that's a whole whole other shabanza. And I don't want to take up too much more of our time because I want us to do this affirmations because I love to end these podcasts with affirmations. You know, recognizing that pain that you still have is always from that hurt version of yourself when you were younger. And you know, like people hold expectations on everything. Acceptance is what's gonna help melt those expectations because holding expectations, you will always be disappointed, especially if it's in people or in life. Expectations is a mind concept. And you will always disappoint yourself and set yourself up for suffering and set yourself up to be angry if you hold expectations. That's all for today. I hope there were some little bits and pieces in there that you can take out to start your healing journey, which is to summarize is build that awareness for yourself about the ideal systems and the anger that you hold towards your family or whoever that member is for you and start to learn to accept what that is, accept whatever pain, whatever trauma, whatever expectation, whatever ideal fantasy, accept all of it and then let all of it fucking go, right? Slowly as it rises, let it go. That's your first steps. I'll be making the Healing Trauma podcast and it will be out this Sunday. I like to give some space that you guys can work on this before, you know, our next week starts. But without further ado, let's get into this last section, you guys. Let's take a deep breath together. (sighs) Beautiful. You know, I was thinking about affirmations that would empower you guys upon this journey and that you could start saying to yourself as well. I noticed the ones that I say for me don't necessarily work for everybody, right? So I'll say ones that are a little less, uh, a little, a little less optimistic, right? A little less optimistic and more empowering. The first one: I am in control of my thoughts, my words, and my life. Say that. Beautiful. Let's say it again together. I am in control of my thoughts, my words and my life. You have control over how you keep moving forward. Are you gonna keep moving forward, slave to these unprocessed traumas, slave to these deep rooted emotions that you have towards your family and then only react to everything in your life? Or do you want that peace? You have the power to make the change necessary. That's always the first step. You have to believe you can make a change. Second one, I deserve to receive all the love and support I need. You deserve it. You absolutely deserve all of that support and love. Now, don't let anyone in this world tell you that you don't deserve it because they would be full of shit if they said that. You deserve everything, all right? 
and maybe that version of yourself when you were younger didn't and therefore you still believe today that you don't but again that's all part of the healing journey as you heal more parts of yourself and you get to know that inner hurt version of you you'll start to realize that you still receive you still deserve that love and support regardless that's always what matters so let's say that again together i deserve to receive all the love and support i need the lifesaver community is here for you we are all on this self-growth journey together we will give you the support and love and hold space for you when you need to vent all right that's why i make these podcasts i'm not talking to everyone i'm talking to you and where you are in your journey because i'm still where you are as well and i want to help you along as I help myself along. Now this last one, I noticed a lot of us in the comments of the recent trauma post, we, we feel like we don't have the courage to let this go, have the courage to cut off our families and actually take this healing journey together. You know, I, 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 I found an affirmation that I saw on my Instagram, you know, social media really be doing it right sometimes. Giving you the shit that you need right when you need it (laughs) is I radiate courage. Let me tell you something. The fact that you resonated with any of this or even listening to this podcast means that you already have the courage and you are radiating it. I can see it in you. I can see it in you, the courage to let this go. I can see this courage in you to make this change in your life that will better your life that inner peace that you seek, that enjoyable, meaningful life that's no longer rooted in all this trauma and suffering, but instead to be at peace and love with your family and with everything that comes into your life. So let's say that again one more time and we'll end this podcast. I radiate courage. I deserve to receive all the love and support I need. And I am in control of my thoughts, my words, and my life. Thank you, Lifesavers, for being here and starting on this journey with me together. Can't wait to see your progress. If you always have any questions or anything, please feel free to send me a DM on Instagram at Micah Jones with three S's. This is the Lifesaver Podcast. I am your host, Exploring with Micah or Micah Jones. Take care.